everyone and welcome to another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. Today we are reviewing Bayern Munich's 3-0 win over FC Barcelona, which was the final game of the Champions League group stage. Barcelona are now going to the Europa League and honestly, if trends continue, this might be the last time we see them in the Champions League for at least a few seasons, if not more. So this was supposed to be a two-person post-game, but no one else could actually join me so you just have me i need no name recording this at 4 a.m my time i don't want to take too long getting the point across so let's just hop right in okay so barcelona they started off the lineup with a weird um should i describe it as a 4-3-3 or maybe a 3-5-2 they had some interesting quirks in the lineup. For example, Osman Dembele, who normally plays on the right, he was moved to their left-hand side so that he would no longer have to have a duel with Alfonso Davies. And the other point was that Serginho Dest, who is normally a right fullback, he was moved to their right winger spot. And Ronald Araujo, he was kind of moved to their right centre-back spot or right-back spot just to make sure that they had adequate coverage on that Bayern's left-hand side where Leroy Sané and Alfonso Davies were situated. So for Bayern, it was a more standard kind of 4-3-3-1, although I guess you could just call it the hybrid back three that we've become used to under Nagelsmann. It was a lineup with Lewandowski up top, Leroy Sané and Kingsley Coman on the wings, Thomas Muller in his usual spot, and... Quarantan Talisman and Jamal Muziala in the pivot. So Muziala got his chance to play in the pivot for once. And then in the back line, we had Alfonso Davies at left back, Benjamin Pavard at right back, and Dieter Pumacano and Nicolas Sul at centre-back spots, while Manuel Noir was playing in goal. Honestly, you could have had a cardboard cutout of Manuel Noir in goal and it would have been the same thing because Barcelona barely did anything. To be fair to them, they did start the game kind of well in the sense that Bayern started the game very slowly. Barca were pressing for around the first 30 minutes of the game, which I found very surprising. They were pressing quite decently, in fact, which is more than I expected given the short time Zabi has been there. But they did press and they did manage to steal the ball back from Bayern, especially with our makeshift midfield at the moment with no Kimmich or no Goretzka. So they did manage to steal the ball back and they did manage to get the ball up to Osman Dembele, who tried to get past Tato Meccano and Benjamin Pavard, but he wasn't able to even once today. It was a decent first 30 minutes for Barcelona, if you want to look at it that way. Then, I guess, you know, he had a pass that unleashed Lewandowski. Lewandowski sent a weird... Should I call it a cross? I'm not sure if I should call it a cross. He sent a ball into Thomas Muller in the middle, who just kind of headed it, like lobbed it over to Stegen, and it just barely went in. And according to goal line technology, that was confirmed as a goal, and that was Bayern's breakthrough. And honestly, getting that breakthrough was pretty important because it allowed Bayern to play more expansively, and it forced Barcelona to come out of their shell a little bit. From there onwards, it was a little bit more of an open game, but even so, I think the Bayern weren't all that great and in all honesty if you were thinking about catching this game later don't bother just watch some highlights because the highlights are pretty good but the actual game itself was a little bit dull. Leroy Sani scored an amazing incredible speechless it just I can't describe it it's an insane goal past Stegen who maybe should have saved it but you know how can you expect a statue to save any goals so I'll cut him some slack on that and we went into halftime with a 2-0 lead. 
pretty much everyone knew that Barcelona's hopes of staying in the Champions League were over. When we came back after halftime, we started much, much more positively. We just had more space and I think Nagelsmann made some adjustments to make our vertical passing a lot better. And we got a huge chance in the first few minutes after halftime where you had Coman sending it into Sané who was right in front of goal, right in front of Testegen. And instead of slotting it in, it should have been a tap-in really. He did something that you would expect from Timo Werner and just tapped it to Testegen. And this was kind of a pattern with Sané this night that he got some insane chances and he didn't convert. And it's kind of ironic that he converted the chance that he did because that probably never had any chance of going in. And all the other chances that he did not convert, those were absolute sitters. The rest of the game, there's not much to say really because it was just after that, Nagelsmann started treating it as a training exercise. You later had Jamal Muziala scoring. Great goal from him, by the way. It was set up by Alfonso Davies who got the ball to the byline and crossed inside. Jamal just tapped it in. That's how it's done. And... No Lewandowski goal today, so that's quite sad. He could have been the first person after Ronaldo to get to score in every single one of the six Champions League group stage games twice. He did it already once in 2019-20 and he could have done it today, but I guess it didn't happen. Lewandowski was subbed off by Nagelsmann to preserve him for the next few games. And we just saw some, you know, injury subs. Not really injury subs, we saw some subs in from Nagelsmann just to keep everyone fresh. We saw Nianzu, Richards, Saar. Uh, we also saw Malik Tillman, who I think in his short cameo was looking pretty good. And that's about it. We ended the game. It was nothing special. And honestly, in terms of the annals of Bayern Munich versus Barcelona game, this one will be forgotten quite quickly, except for the talking point, which is the fact that Barcelona are now going to the Europa League. So, what do you want to say about this game? There is not much to say. I mean, Barcelona, they did not play very well. You have to understand, this this is a team that cannot press properly. And pressing is the name of the game in modern football. Xavi, what can I say? He does seem to be on the right track in terms of his team composition. To be fair to him, a lot of his players were injured. He did not have Ansu Fati, he did not have guys like Aguero. He could have really made the difference. No Pedri either. So that could have made the difference from, I think it was a good setup overall. Much better than what Ronald Koeman showed in the first game. And honestly, he might have been flattered a little bit by the fact that Bayern did not have the best 11 out there either. But who knows what could have happened if both teams were at full strength. I still think Bayern probably would have won and most people will agree with me on that. I think Barcelona were outclassed. The thing is that you can't just implement a pressing system right after getting into a team. Like you can if you're Hansi Flick, but to be fair, Hansi had a base established already at Bayern Munich that Barca just doesn't have. Like Barca doesn't have that DNA of pressing in them. So they just weren't able to adjust yet. That's why they look gassed after the 30th minute. In terms of their best players, I would say Ronald Araujo was probably the best player. Somewhere in the second half, he actually, you had Nicolas Zula doing his usual Sudinio thing, marauding up the pitch. And instead of the usual thing where all the defenders back off from him because they're just too scared to tackle this gigantic person, you had Araujo just go in for a sliding tackle and dispossess him and leading to a Barca counter. That was dealt with, but that was an interesting scene for me because I've never seen Sula get tackled while doing one of those runs. The 
other things about Barca do I have to say? I guess I was right about Osman Dembele being that trump card. He was pretty much that most dangerous player. But that being said, he could not get past Benjamin Pavard and do a dad to Pomecano. And credit to Benjamin Pavard. Let's talk about some Bayern players now. Benjamin Pavard was actually good today. And this is coming from me. So write it down. This is today. I am saying that Benjamin Pavard had a good game. Maybe this is a sign that Barcelona really are terrible right now. The fact that Benjamin Pavard could actually have a good game against them. But I don't want to be mean to him today after he had a proper performance after such a long time. He was solid in defense. He didn't really get up forward much, but he didn't really need to. In his flank, there was Osman Dembele bearing down and he usually... Even though he couldn't keep up with him in terms of pace, he was well positioned to cut him off and pretty much keep that right flank completely closed down. So good on him. In all honesty, it's not like Barcelona did attack much outside of the first 30 minutes where they had a few chances. And I would say that the defense did their jobs well. For once, the defense actually looked quite solid. Maybe Lucas Hernandez being out, I thought that it would be a big disadvantage for the team. But in fact, Niklas Sul coming back into the lineup, I feel like it is a very strong source of stability for us and that should be the thing that goes on. The other thing I want to talk about is the fact that it's been a contentious matter in the game thread today. The fact that we did not look all that impressive and part of that will probably be down to just saving energy because as we all know, this was not exactly a game where a lot of things were at stake. But even so, I think that Bayern Munich are currently relying a little bit too much on individual brilliance compared to how we did it under Hansi Flick. And under Hansi Flick, I would say that the attacking combinations and the passing and everything else was just a little bit more crisp and a little bit more structured than it is under Nagelsmann. Lewandowski today was completely isolated. He barely got the ball. And I don't like that kind of play. Thomas Muller, he got his customary goal against Barcelona, but he had to work very hard for it. Leroy Sané, he was on the ball regularly and he wasted a lot of chances. And this is one of the problems I have in Nakhlesman's system, that it gives a lot of these chances to our wingers. And our wingers are not our best finishers. Our best finishers are in the middle. He should be looking to get more chances over to our finishers rather than the players who are usually more creative, like Sané, like Coman. And I hope that Nagelsmann, over the winter break, as it comes in, he makes those adjustments and starts to funnel more chances into the center. The other thing that is probably worth mentioning is that Jamal Muziala and Quarantan Toliso, they were pretty decent as a pivot. I wouldn't play them against a better team than Barcelona. In fact, I wouldn't even play them against Mainz. At the moment, I would even classify Mainz as a better team than Barcelona. Sorry to any Barcelona fans listening to this, but yeah, I really would say that. So with that said, Muziala did a good job. I think he was probably our best midfielder today. He did well when pressing, when dispossessing the opposing players. And considering the fact that Barcelona had so many midfielders on the pitch, I think that it was a good performance from our midfield. And it shows that we do have a little bit of midfield depth at least. Mark Roker coming on was just a good good scene for him. The young man has been, he's been pretty badly sidelined since coming to Bayern. So it's good to see him just get a few minutes just to at least preserve his value so we can sell him at some point. And Taliso, he was subbed off. He had a pretty decent performance. He made a few mistakes, which I will hold against him. But other than that, I think in Kimmich's absence, he has really stepped up to keep the midfield secure for us. And I think that's worth a pat on the back for him. That's pretty much all I have to say, I think. I can't really think of much else to say for this game. 
as I said, it's not exactly a vintage performance from Bayern Munich, and I want to see much more from Nagelsmann in the coming future. I want to see more of these individual combinations and the attack because I think right now we are very much relying on Lewandowski and Muller's personal individual brilliance. Like Muller can always find a pass and Lewandowski is so good at holding up the ball and getting the ball past defenders with half chances. It does feel like Nagelsmann is kind of squandering their abilities by relying on just their individual quality to create chances instead of looking to maximize their impact on the pitch by moving more and more of the play towards them. Alfonso Davies again, today he was brilliant, got an assist. I hope that this continues. He keeps getting assists like this. He becomes a 20 or 30 golden assist player for Bayern Munich. And that's pretty much all I have to say. So we go on to the round of 16 of the Champions League. We will be doing another podcast later where we discuss all the round of 16 picks. So stay tuned for that and check out our blog, check out our entire match coverage we have observations awards everything else remember to like and rate us on whatever podcasting platform you use spotify google apple Podcasts, and i will see you next time good night